0: She dragged her case across the road to meet him. Connor flung open his arms, and in their hesitant joy at seeing one another again, is it right or left cheek first? She planted a kiss on his lips. A three-legged greyhound bounded from the woodland towards them. The dog circled, its tail beating their legs. Well, I never, he said, not stepping away. Still like strawberries for breakfast, eh? I was starving, Darcy blushed. He remembered. She reached down to smooth the hard, silken head of the dog. Taxi, plane, train and bus to get here, and not a decent thing to eat between San Francisco and Canmare. Hole in the market there, he said. Would you look at you? Connor Ricci, running. New leaf he said, grinning. But she sensed there was a vulnerability to him she'd not seen before. You probably heard. I'm sorry. She held his gaze. How are you? Better. Much better. He wiped his brow with the arm of his grey hoodie and laughed. I'm getting there. Day at a time. Now, will I help you with that? He took hold of her case, dragging it along behind him. She noticed the faint tan line on his finger where his wedding ring had been. Tell me all about your adventures, Darcy Hughes. What's with the accent? California, she said, glancing at him. See, they still haven't knocked your Dublin accent out of you. You can take a man out of dorky, he said. Mind yourself a blacked-out Range Rover sped along the driveway towards them. He shielded Darcy, taking the brunt of the muddy water splashed up at them. Feckin' eejit, he said, brushing down his splattered T-shirt. The dog raced on ahead of them, barking at the car, which sped past a banner reading, Castle Drumquina, home of Ireland's top chef. You've not changed that much then, Darcy said to Connor nudging his arm. A man needs one voice. He turned to her and smiled, his grey eyes creasing, and her stomach fell away. She was nine years old again, seeing him for the first time, conducting the morning kitchen with the muscular grace of a ballet dancer. She remembered hiding, sneaking a peek at him above the stainless steel counter, peering around the whitewashed brick columns, mesmerised. Boo. He had seen her, snuck across unseen to surprise her. He had swung her up onto the counter and insisted she try a new pudding he was working on. Strawberries for breakfast. Your ma will be glad to see you. And God knows I could do with some help around the place with her out of action, he said, the suitcase trundling along the gravel drive behind them. Have you spoken to her? Briefly. How is she? The same, just slightly more difficult now she's in constant pain. But she's resting in bed. Resting, he laughed. As we both know, dies so good at accepting help when it's offered. Connor glanced at her. I know you won't get much thanks from your ma, but it's good of you to drop everything to come and help out. I know what the job at Chez Panisse meant to you. What could I do? Darcy kept her gaze fixed on her feet, unable to look at him. She's taken on too much as usual. The castle, the TV show, this contest. Ireland's top chef. The ratings just go up year after year, he said. The grand final is here in a couple of weeks. We've been filming shows judging amateur cooks all over the country. Luckily, most of it was in the can before she had her fall. Thank God Jake found her. I hope she gave your dog a bone for saving her life at least. A bone? Connor laughed. A bone, he said, imitating Diana's cut glass vowels. He'd be lucky. Makes good stock, does a bone. They rounded the curve of the driveway and the castle stood before them, the grounds falling away to where the sky met the water. A shimmering land of gold and green and blue fringed with pastel-coloured mountains.